0: What's up, everyone? We're back with another triple threat locked on bucks, And in the offseason, some days you get some afternoons where the news comes pouring through. And we've got a bit to get to today. Chris Milton in for left wrist surgery. We're going to discuss that. Uh, I just found out from Justin, Bobby Portis is now uh, leading the tourism charge from Milwaukee. So maybe he's the man that will get me back to Wisconsin. We'll see about that. Are the Philadelphia 76ers cheating the salary cap? We need to get to the bottom of this. And the take foul rules have changed. Uh, did they do enough? I'm curious to see what you guys think. Let's get started.
1: Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot.
0: I'm your host, Kane Pooplin. You can see and hear me on the show Monday to Friday. Also find some other stuff over at ESPN and uh, alongside me. Uh, we, we try and do this from time to time to get both of these co-hosts together. Uh, from the Tech Foul podcast and also with us every week, uh, Camille Davis, who, by the way, has just informed me, Tech is having a little uh, off-season. Unfortunately for Camille, that doesn't mean that you get off-season from On Bucks, so she is still with us. And from the Bucks Radio Network, Justin Garcia, Uh, Also, who knows whether Justin ever gets uh, an off-season. We're not 100% clear on that. Uh, We thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day. Uh, Just glided past 3.7 subscribers, uh, 3.7 thousand, I should say, not just (laughs) 3.7, (laughs) 3.7 thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, Tough start for me here. But uh, that's good. But we want to get to four and beyond. So if you haven't checked us out, uh, make sure you do that and you'll be able to see Justin's uh, lovely uh, Milwaukee Bucks polo that he has on uh, right now as we record this podcast. Uh, Let's get right into it because like I said, there's actually significant stuff to discuss on today's podcast and we always talk enough that it runs long anyway. But let's talk about Chris Milton first of all. So uh, the news came through, Tim Bontemps uh a guy that i like very much just tweeted out the news that perhaps bucks fans wouldn't like very much that uh, chris Middleton went in for left uh wrist surgery to repair a ligament injury there and i i want to i'll go to you first camille because i'm interested because when i saw this tweet i was like well that's it didn't really shock me. i was like that's not actually that surprising like I, I understand the idea that you're going for wrist surgery but i remember talking about it on this show. A bunch of times he missed four games between march 24 and april 10 with left wrist soreness but it felt like to me a legit injury because you could see very visually on multiple occasions that he was clearly bothered by something going on in the wrist so what was your first uh take on this when the news came through camille
2: came coming with the facts bringing up the old injury reports hmm. um yeah no I mean, it makes sense. Like you you pointed out, I did see there was a a subsection of Bucks Twitter that figured something had happened because apparently Chris Middleton was at a Brewers game with a cast on his hand. So Hmm. there were fans wondering why he had a cast on somewhat like when Grayson had a sling on. It's like, wait, what what happened here? Do we miss something? So um, to see the news come out that he had wrist surgery was kind of surprising to me because I missed all of the Bucks Twitter sleuthing until after the news came out. And I was like, "Oh, like okay. Well, like I'm glad he's getting it taken care of in the off season. Still, uh, I'm glad that the projection is that he'll be ready towards the beginning of the regular season. Because if anything, uh, the last few seasons have taught me it's that we want to be healthy at the right time. We want to make sure that we're peaking at the right time. So if Chris needs to take this, you know." surgery at this time to get ready I am perfectly fine with that I would rather the surgery happen now than him trying to play through it and then next thing you know in April you know it's gotten worse and now he needs the surgery before we head into the playoffs. so overall I'm, I'm here for him doing what he needs to do for his body and making sure that he's going to be ready to play
0: yeah, shout out to Buck's Twitter. This is like the upgrade of real estate Twitter, which you know that I love. Real estate rumor Twitter. Uh, nothing gets me quite fired up like that. But this is actually an upgrade with the injury stuff. And we know Grayson Allen had the finger surgery, uh, Chris Middleton with this wrist stuff. And and Justin, you're, during the season, uh, where you're doing the pregame, you're doing the postgame, you're all over this stuff in terms of injury reports, who's playing. Um, you generally pick up on this stuff. So, Shocked?
1: Um, yeah, only because we're so deep into the off season that this kind of, and I know he had, you know, obviously the knee was the bigger issue, but this kind of seemed like this would have been sooner than getting towards the midpoint of July. And I think the thing that is, it's not worrisome, but that at least puts you on guard is the final sentence in the report over the surgery to if he's expected. To be available at the start of the season, which also it leaves the door wide open for, oh, well, it took a little longer than we expected. And he's going to be back two weeks into the season or something along those lines. So I think when you saw it at this point, it's that of, man, why, did, why is this mid-July that this is happening? And, and hopefully, I think we all assumed when you saw Chris Middleton wrist surgery, how much time is he going to miss in the regular season? So at least they're hopeful he'll be back for the start, but we'll see.
0: So if, and I, I think they sort of said that the bank clearly uh going by the people that saw uh, Chris with the cast on, so this probably happened two weeks ago, whatever, week and a half, whatever you want to say. So start of July. So that's four months until uh, the start of the regular season there and there. So, you know, positive of this left wrist surgery, first of all, Uh not the shooting hand and also just the fact that it's a wrist. So, you know, conditioning is not going to be a problem. So... I'm actually not too fussed about that, particularly at the start of the season. And it's kind of one of those injuries that you, I mean, you would certainly hope uh, that it wouldn't be something to you know, worry about moving forward. I would certainly have more concerns and I did have more concerns years ago about the hamstring and more concerns about the knee. And I'll tell you what, i got concerns about wet spots with this man on, on the court. So did he hurt this injury? Did he slip on a wet spot and try and brace his fall and hurt his wrist? Cause that would make a lot more sense in terms of the timing of the surgery. I thought about this as well. Uh, and, Clearly because the Bucs don't like to disclose their injuries as much as the fans would like. Personally, I've said this before. Even though not necessarily with the Bucs anymore, I'm not on the ground, but with the, the stuff I do here in Australia, I don't really care. Like it's it like I get why the fans are annoyed, but there's also not they, they don't have to like they don't they don't have to tell you in the in the offseason this type of stuff. It, it's just not what they have to do. I understand why the fans would like some transparency, but in terms of the timing of the injury, uh certainly surgery isn't always the first option now he missed these four games with the with the wrist injury and and this is just a guess of mine but i would suggest that they went through the process of getting the scans getting the mris and said okay there's nothing we can do about this now you need to play through this he probably had some time off in during the off season and as they ramp up their workouts it's like okay there's still a problem here this isn't healing itself maybe we go into surgery i don't know maybe i'm being too optimistic camille but I i don't and I'm not saying you, Justin, but I definitely saw some uh, conversations that were suggesting that there was some sort of incompetence here. But I, I, would, I would like to think that's not the case.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't think that's the case either. The Bucks organization has proven, if anything, that they're overly cautious when it comes to bringing guys back from injury. Um, they do a good job of taking care of them. I mean, I even think back to years ago when uh, we had Jared Dudley on the team. And he was like, yo, like the Bucks medical team really got me back on track. Uh, When PJ got here during the championship season, he's like, normally I play through this, but they're not letting me do it. Like to jump, like there's, there's no information that we know of publicly that would indicate that the Bucks do anything but operate, you know, with the best intention for their athletes, even if it's not what the athlete wants at that time. So um, I wouldn't go that far. To Justin's point as well, like I get the surprise, like when I saw, I was like oh, like you were just playing pickleball like a couple yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm a little confused here, but I mean, I, I think it could be similar to what you mentioned, Kane, where it was maybe they thought rest could help. We saw that with Brooke Lopez, where they for a while was like maybe rest can help heal this, and then they were like, okay, no, it's not going to work. We need to do surgery. So all in all, again. I'm happy that it's happening now, <laughs> and and not later on in the season. And I hope that you know the surgery is successful and that it works for him, and that this uh, it's not a lingering injury for for Chris. Maybe it was pickleball. Maybe That's it was right. a
1: maybe it was a hey, just give it some rest and it'll be fine in the off season. And pickleballs would get him in.
0: Do we think at this point uh, we understand the role that health plays uh, in winning an NBA championship? So, Justin, do you think? This is grounds for a ban of off-season pickleball moving forward. Um, if he
1: misses, <laughs> if he misses significant time in the regular season, okay. then yes. But or if I mean, if we would have seen Mamu unable to score thirty points in summer league because of yes. pickleball, then I would also say so.
0: Well, let us know your thoughts on Chris Milton because it, you know as much as as I sort of called back. Uh, the idea that you would have a four- to five-month injury is significant news for a guy that uh, we hope to get healthy. But again, I think it's a it's another point that when you look back at some of the guys that were playing minutes on this team or they wanted to be a vital part, Chris obviously missed with a knee, but Grayson clearly needed surgery pretty soon after the season. We know the issues that George Hill was carrying through the season. So uh, these guys were pretty banged up towards the back end of the season. So hopefully... Uh, they are taking the the right approach here and getting it right. And look, last year, they had Brook Lopez play one game and then shut him down for virtually the whole season. So this is a massive improvement. Come on, we've got to look at the positive of what's going on here. Uh, but there was some broken parts with the Bucs. And if you've got broken parts in your car, then rockauto.com is the place for you to go to. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. And uh, maybe uh, you need a new f- fuel pump for your honda odyssey now if you went to a chain store you'd be looking at about 353 bucks why would you do that Uh, when you can just go to rockauto.com and get one for 216 bucks it's a saving of 137 dollars for those counting at home and rock auto is a family business as well which makes you feel good about going to them Uh, and they serve people like me that have got no idea and also uh, professionals that have been uh, working in the business for a long time the prices are reliably low for every customer and uh they've got everything you need brake brake parts i should say tail lamps motor oil new carpet and uh yeah whatever whatever you need they will have it there so go and explore the easy to use website today to find out the solutions for your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box today now we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Let's get to a rule change uh a much discussed rule during the season so uh, it came out today i guess they had their board of governors meeting uh, I, I guess this is where this came from they said basically from the 2022 2023 season the take foul the intentional foul in transition is uh, going to carry a penalty now it doesn't necessarily mean it's going away but it's going to carry a penalty so it'll be uh, one free throw uh, plus the ball uh, which is obviously an upgrade from previously where they could just stop a transition play, set their half-court defense, and away you go. And I think aside from the fact that it adds time to the game, the biggest issue for me as a fan was just that it takes away the most exciting plays in basketball, which is the fast-break dunks, particularly when you've got a, a guy like Giannis. The one team that comes to my mind straight away is Atlanta that just do it. It's so painful to watch how how many of these take fouls come through. Now, Justin, one point that I missed that you pointed out. uh, So the team that uh, is going to the free throw line can choose who they want to shoot. So it's essentially a technical foul. It's not like if the Bucs... Who's a sketchy free throw shooter on the Bucs? they really have. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> the, no, he's improved. The he's stopped, improved, he, the most. he has improved. Giannis <laughs> has improved. But, okay, let's run with that. So, say Giannis is the, the player that they uh, give the foul to, which, let's be honest, we've seen plenty of times. The Bucks might say, okay, you want to do that? We're sending Chris Milton to the free throw line or whoever it may be that will go there and, and knock it down. So, uh, Justin, have they done enough? I guess that's the big question I want to ask.
1: I, I guess I remember uh, they, they were using this, was it summer league that they were debuting it for to test it out? I think. Uh, and I remember seeing the initial report on that and they didn't have the details in, it was just, you get to, you get one free throw and then possession of the ball, which without knowing you can, you as the team that was fouled can choose who shoots. It's not really any advantage because if it was the player fouled gets one free throw and then the ball, I mean, you're gonna keep following Giannis or a guy that's a 60% shooter because the odds are he's gonna miss that. So I think choosing the one shooter, they've probably done enough to curb it now that you know if, if you're the Bucks, Giannis and Chris are on the floor together. Chris is shooting free throws on that, and you get possession. I I mean, if you really wanted to eliminate it altogether, you could have done a two to make one where you're guaranteed a point and then the ball, but I think it's a step in the right direction. And you know, we saw how this worked when they, they did the point of emphasis on some of the falls that were changed a year ago and how drastically that seemed to change the game for the first month or two of the regular season. <laughs> it kind of drifted back to what we were used to uh, towards the end. But this was what we pointed to last year and said, all right, I like how this is going with the fouls that you can't kind of lean in and get these uncommon falls. Now just clean up the take foul. And they've seemingly done it. And I think the other thing to point out is, this I'm comfortable with saying is cleaned up. It was interesting not to divert fully here, but to hear Adam Silver, when he was addressing the media yesterday, basically say, hey, I'm with you, and I'm equally concerned about load management and rest. So maybe that's the next thing that he tackles now.
0: Did they do enough, Camille?
2: Um, en- Enough is an interesting word. They They, they did better than than what it was before i was hoping two free throws in possession um to justin's point i do like that they added that you can pick who your free throw shooter is but uh i mean it's it's better they did something which is which is good i won't say it's enough but i will say they did something and it's something in the right direction although i am going to miss uh eric names uh exciting uh take file tweets every time they they occur throughout a bucks game so no um I'm happy that they changed it because this benefits teams like the Bucks who who tend to play fast and get out. And we've seen so many fast break opportunities that have been thrown out the window because of the take foul. So I think it's going to improve the game. I hope it's not like the rules of emphasis uh, whistle that they had before. Given the fact that it's a take foul, I feel like it's so much clearer to be able to call yeah. on a more consistent level. So I'm hoping that's what happens, and I'm happy they did something for it. Again, won't say it's enough, but they did something, and I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, not enough for me uh i i don't i don't understand it's just a, a half measure for me it's like why don't you just do what every other league in the world does all the FIBA leagues anyway and just make it two in the ball like it's it players are scared to do it in the nbl in australia i can tell you because it is such a significant penalty and they it just doesn't happen it just literally doesn't happen and the other thing i'll say is just please do not turn this into a a something that you need to review like a like a clear path if they could uh, that will be just so painful just make a decision like it's very clear when someone's uh, giving Mm -hmm. up a take foul Uh, I I just hope that they make these decisions and don't turn it into more delays
1: yeah I mean I guess uh, along those lines I mean at least you should get the point Uh, but to that point that you made what's the difference between a take foul and a clear path where where you're just saying well this he was already in front of him that that prevents one extra point from being scored
0: yeah, but sometimes I mean, I guess the difference would be that for some. I mean, I don't the, the clear path foul. I, I don't know what the rules are. There's some that I think are so clearly a clear path foul that aren't given. Whereas the take foul, it doesn't really matter where the defender is. It doesn't matter if he's in front of him. Doesn't matter if there's yeah, anyone I, else behind. It's it should be obvious. It should be clear. Yeah. So uh,
1: I mean, I, yeah, I just mean in theory. What what are you telling me is the difference here when it's yeah. you're you're trying to accomplish the same thing of just preventing the
0: fast break? Well, I guess now the clear path foul. It doesn't really matter, right? I mean, it's we don't have to. So, hopefully, so I guess to your point, hopefully, we don't need reviews at all.
1: Well, that's the review is well, was this a clear path fall or was this a take file?
0: Well, there were well, again, if they had just gone and done the the right thing and given <laughs> two two free throws and the ball, then we could completely eliminate. Clear maybe this about. is
1: something. Maybe this is something that uh, they haven't fully vetted yet, and yeah. it's going to take a game or two in the regular season before they think. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the clear path fall and how mm. similar this is.
0: Uh, one thing that was interesting, we saw Bobby Portis at Summer League, and uh, we've already mentioned Eric Name, second mention of Eric Name for uh, this show. I caught up with Bobby when he was in Vegas. I just had a quick scan uh, of that story before we jumped on. Uh, nothing huge to discuss, but just the idea uh, or one of the points that, that Bobby made, and I, th- I think we all understood that. He said that, you know, we lost Chris Milton... We really lacked playmaking. We lacked ball handling. Uh, he's already said that he's spoken to Joe multiple occasions. Uh, he's excited about the idea of watching Joe and Giannis in the pick and roll and the lob threat that they could have. We've spoken a lot. Can the Bucks get more lobs? Is it possible for them to do that? It felt like an underutilized resource for this team. So uh, it's nice to see that uh, obviously the players are in contact. I know Joe is still in Australia at the moment until uh, about the 25th, I, I believe, but uh i like the idea of some more loves for Giannis camille
2: absolutely absolutely and and joe's actually good at throwing them so some of the dunks might not look as spectacular because we all know the best alley-oops come from the worst throws but (laughs) the guy just figures out how to go up and get it um but no he was absolutely right and i loved him pointing that fact out and that was part of why that boston series was like mattingly frustrating because it was like a juxtaposition of like okay or without chris middleton going into it i was like it's a long shot the bucks could do it but i would feel more comfortable if they had chris middleton when i make this prediction so when you see them get to game six and it's like okay wow they have a chance to actually close this out at home without chris like that's impressive and then they lose game six and it's like okay now it's back to boston get blown out lose the series and it was one of those things where it's like okay i'm i'm proud of you guys for for gutting through this without you know your second all-star taking Boston to seven games they're a tough team but at the same time it was like okay this is frustrating because if we just did things a little bit differently we could have won this playoff series and when you think about what was lacking playmaking was a very big part of that in addition to just having like somebody who was a bigger wing Um, I believe we were on here last time talking about Joe Ingles and the ACL injury before he got hurt, he was losing some of the athleticism defensively that helped him laterally. So curious to see how he looks coming back off of an ACL injury. Like defensively is where I have most of my questions with Joe. But his fit offensively should be seamless with this team. And to see Bobby not wanting to give himself too big of a pat on the back, but also realizing like I am a very like efficient, high volume three-point shooter as a big man someone like this can elevate my game, he's not wrong at all. And I am hoping and praying that Joe uh, has a successful surgery and he comes back because he's an ideal role player for this Bucs team.
0: He's a lefty, Justin, which is, you know, he always looks kind of – I don't want to say, well, it's not awkward, but he he looks different. Like he's he's shooting style – uh, the way he's able to, as we've said, not an explosive athlete, but it's never stopped him being able to to get that dribble penet- penetration and get those passes off. I think it's always nice to be able to mix in a lefty in there.
1: They already got one in Drew Holiday, even though he... he well, he, it, is he? he I mean, we've discussed, dominant, we've discussed this. We've discussed this
0: so much. Is he? Is he? <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, like, he's he's obviously good with both hands, but I think we've seen enough to know the left hand is actually the dominant hand for Drew <laughs> Holiday. Uh, but but yeah, and, and I agree with Camille too that I, I think it's uh, it's overall I like the move just because of his passing ability, which is really underrated the last few years and all of his time in Utah and just his floor vision and how smart he is. That he, he seems like a guy that is going to seamlessly fit in with what Bud wants to do. My only concern is on the defensive end, especially coming back from the injury that he had, but. I'm not expecting him. And I don't think you guys are to be playing 25 or 30 minutes a game in the playoffs that it's, it's, it's going to be picking and choosing your spots, especially bringing him back from that injury. So as, as long as he's, you know, ready to go in a hundred percent and gives you that playmaking. I mean, that's, that's the one thing we kept calling for all of last year.
0: the Philadelphia 76ers cheating? Does they deserve an investigation. We will talk about that after I talk about Bet Online, uh, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And uh, as we look at some of the odds at uh, Bet Online, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Joel Embiid and Giannis, both 12 to 1 for the Defensive Player of the Year. So there is. A number of players ahead of Giannis and Joel Embiid in the Defensive Player of the Year odds at bet online. So you might see some value uh, there. And uh, what about Ben Simmons? Do you think he's going to come back and play 22 to 1 if you're curious about that one? And Kawhi Leonard, I mean, he, we just haven't seen Kawhi play, but he is 40 to 1 uh, for yeah. Defensive Player of the Year, which uh, has him around the same odds as Scotty Barnes and Chet Holmgren, which seems hard to believe. But I guess with Kawhi, the concern would be. Uh, that he never really plays enough games. So uh, I guess I can understand that one. But uh, it's not just basketball on there. Uh, baseball continues to roll on. I saw uh, it like the Brewers were trying to play in a swimming pool today. I'm not sure how that panned out for them. But uh, football is not far away as well. So it's already halfway through July. So I guess we'll be watching NFL again in about a month's time, which will be uh, nice. But Online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Uh, head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn mo- more about the trends in action. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. There was a bit of discussion about this James Harden contract. Uh, took a bit of a haircut, or a significant haircut, I would say, on his salary. It's around fifteen million dollars, whatever. Let's, let's say fifteen million dollars. His deal is is about thirty-two for this year. I think the cap hold was up at around forty-seven. So, significant pay cut. Uh, through that it allowed Philadelphia to do some different things. They obviously made a trade for D'Anthony Melton. We think will be a, a really nice role player or is a really nice role player. They were able to give a P, 37-year-old PJ Tucker 10 mil per year for the next three. Uh, Daniel House signed that biannual exception for $4 million. So essentially what this means is they've got about four mil, uh, below the luxury tax. uh, luxury, luxury tax, ape uh, which means that there's still some maneuverability if they wanted to make another deal through this season. So essentially, uh, they have, or Harden's pay cut has allowed Philadelphia a lot more flexibility with this team. Now, I didn't really think too much about it. And the reason I didn't think too much about it is because we know all these players, regardless of what they're earning, they're making so much money elsewhere with different deals and those types of things. So I guess the question which was raised on the podcast with Zach Lowe and Bobby Marks was just the at least discussion point or the suggestion that there should be some investigation because again it's not necessarily about the income that Harden's making because he's going to he'll make it back whatever but i guess what they were suggesting is that it's dangerous if teams are allowed to do this to significantly improve their roster which we think that they have so is harden a uh, just a, a lovely bloke who has said you know what i've earned enough money i don't need to let's take a bit of a pay cut or is there something sketchy going on, uh, Justin? Do you care about this? Uh,
1: I, I think it's interesting. And, I mean, the the most um, egregious example is Joe Smith way back when where he agreed to the money under the table for the Timberwolves to make his contract, <laughs> contract cap compliant. And I think they were dumb enough to do that through emails or text messages, so they got found out. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that the leadership group for the 76ers wouldn't dare have a written agreement with James Harden of take this much less so you know we can do some other things and we'll make it up to you on the back end. I also think it's funny that, um, that this is James Harden that we're having this discussion with, and I already saw a few people point out. Well, and they were Sixers fans. Like It's only because you dislike James Harden that this is all of a sudden becoming a story. But it is funny that James Harden was probably, what would you guys say, in the top three or at least top five of most disliked NBA players by every fan base but his. And he's been called selfish and everything else. And now on paper, he gives up $15 million uh-huh. to feel the winning team around him. And the first thing that's pointed to is, they're clearly cheating. So they're doing something to actually get him that money. When maybe this is James Harden saying, look, I've tried it my way. It hasn't worked. So let's just do this and, and fill me with good players around me.
0: It might be the good bloke factor. Uh, that's <laughs> that's certainly true. Camille, any, any intrigue or interest or concern?
2: I mean, I don't think that this is something that's unusual that happens. I mean, on a smaller scale, like... Pat content just opted into a contract that surprised all of us. Like, Oh, I thought you were going to get your, get your money this off season. But it's like, you, you kind of have an idea of like, okay, if you opt like to help us this season, if you can opt in and then you can get paid next year, like you saw Bobby, you know, it took a little less to come back and play. And um, one could argue that, you know, James Harden is trying to, trying to win. We are hearing the reports now that he's actually back in the gym and, Taking his fitness seriously, and I'm like, I guess okay, this is new. Club is that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a new one that just opened in Philly or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's his club, but um, yeah, I, I I I don't get too worked up about this. They meant they were getting worked up when he got traded to Philly um, this past season, thinking about that's tampering because of his connection with uh, with Maury, but. <sighs> I feel like it's same thing with the tampering rules, where it's like we 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 know what's happening. Like free agency happens, and it's like twenty deals announced at the, a minute after it starts, and it's like, how, okay, we can act like this all just happened now, but we know what's really going on, so it doesn't really bother me. Like I feel like most teams and players do this because I'm, at the very least, the agents are aware of what dollar you know. You can check online to see salary cap ideas and understand what you could take less or if you could take less and what that could do for, for the cap for the team and who else could come in and who's projected at what numbers. Now the players talk to each other. So I, I just, I can't get worked up about it.
1: No, it's, it's a good point though, by Camille that we're talking about James Harden leaving a third of his money on the table to go from 47 or 48. down. to Pat Coddleton probably left 50% on the table because he's getting 10 million or more a year. If he signs a multi-year deal this summer, Versus just playing and, and picking up the option and playing for just under
0: six million. Well, that is the good bloke factor. You know, Pat is considered a good guy. Bobby, in this article with Eric Name, said that look, I've taken a pay cut three years in a row. And I did that because I'm in a place that I'm happy. No one questions it. Uh, two weeks ago, we were talking about the possibility. Now, whether it was actually realistic or not, who knows? But Kyrie Irving opted out and then signing for the MLE with the Lakers. Do you then investigate that? And what are you actually investigating? Uh, this is this is why to me it's I, I more just come back to and the Bucks lost the draft pick or a couple of draft picks, you know, with the tampering stuff. The Lonzo Ball. Uh who was that? Who else was in that trade? Was that Kyle Lowry? Anyway, the Lonzo Ball deal that they ended up getting a penalty for. It's just so difficult for me to understand what is worth an investigation and and what isn't. I, even they looked into it, and this again was just one of the scenarios where it's like, well, like the Joe, uh, Josh Smith scenario, like where he's literally getting fifteen mil in, you know, company stocks or a, a sponsorship deal with the Philadelphia Inquirer or whatever, you know, like like something like that. Then fair enough if it's very obvious and traceable, but if not. Not really sure how you do anything about it, to be, to be totally honest. It's uh, just one of those interesting things that we don't see too often. And I think uh, it's more noteworthy because while he signed for this $32 million, uh, you've got Damian Lillard who extended for literally double the money uh, per season. He's getting up around 60 mil per year, which is extraordinary stuff. So I think that's why it's a talking point. Uh, but I don't really see that it goes anywhere from here, I, I would imagine.
1: The only thing I would add is I think it's going to be interesting that we talked about Pat Connaughton doing this. Bobby Portis did this year after year with the Bucs. James Harden now doing it and leaving a lot of money on the table that I do wonder if this becomes a talking point within the Players Association that I would imagine Mm -hmm. leadership isn't too thrilled with guys leaving money on the table. So maybe we start to see an edict of take everything you can get.
0: Well, the max guys, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it probably matters less for the the other uh, elite athletes that would be considered a role player amongst the uh, general public. But yeah, the the max players, I think it uh, certainly matters when you look at some of the guys that'll be earning more than James Harden next year. You'll certainly say that's a little odd uh, to see there on uh, spot track if that's where you're looking up your salaries. All right, let's wrap it up because uh, the Bucks are playing summer league again. Bright and early for me. 6 a.m. Will I get up at 6 a.m. to watch the Puck Summer League or will I watch a replay? I think it's interesting to see how this plays out. But let us know what you think about the Chris Milton situation. Uh, Bobby Portison talking about that connection with Joe Ingalls. The take-foul rule. This Philadelphia stuff. Plenty to discuss. I'm sure we'll have uh, lots of comments uh, with people throwing in their ideas, so make sure you do that. And uh, we'll... We'll do this again soon. Like I said, Camille, you you don't ha- you don't get to just pick and choose when you have an off season. There's it's not <laughs> happening around here.
2: Well, that's all right because uh, one one thing that's a little bit different about Locked On Bucks and, and Tech File is I get to you know grab my mic and computer and log in and just talk. And after we're done, I get to close it up yes. and go on about my evening. There's no editing. There's no uh, any other work to do. So, Kane, as long as you're handling all of that. You got me throughout my off-season.
0: I'm an absolute workhorse. No one has ever (laughs) been able to dispute that fact. So I'm going to do that now, Justin. I'm sure we'll be talking uh, very soon as well. So like I said, jump in the YouTube comments. uh, Let us know what you think, and We'll be back with uh, post-game tomorrow for another thorough wrap-up of uh, Box Summer League play. Speak to you guys then.